والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا اقسم بيوم القيامه ولا اقسم بالنفس اللوامه وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم المجاهد من جاهد نفسه في طاعه الله او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وسوسفكتد علماء الكرام برادرز اند ليز Allah has created this dunya and then put us in this dunya as a test after a test after an examination even in this worldly life the small little tests and examinations that are conducted somebody does well they excel then there's a reward there's great benefit sometimes so this is the small trivial things of this world but allah taala has placed this world this life in this world as a test and those who will persevere in this short test during the time of an examination there is not to persevere before the exams during the exams there's a lot that goes into it people sacrifice much they sacrifice their leisures and comforts and pleasures and whatever else and they put their heart and mind and soul and everything into it and then they burn the midnight oil and finally the day comes when the examination has taken place the result comes now is a time of celebration a time for enjoyment so the dunya is also a place of test trial and a person who perseveres person who remains steadfast person who remains firm then the day will come when the result will be in his favor and then, the, then it will be the time of everlasting enjoyment now what is this test and trial that the person has to persevere with there are various forms of test and trial some are the very minor forms the very minor forms of test and trial for example some illness so this is a test also but there is a very minor form of a test and it sometimes comes in the form of a test but it becomes a big rahmat also sometimes there is some financial problem that's a test also but in a test unfortunately we focus on these things as the bigger test they are tests indeed they are all tests but our mind goes to it that this is it and when a person gets confronted with these situations sometimes illness sometimes some financial issue sometimes some other issue in terms of one's family one's business etc then it becomes overwhelming because we regard this as everything whereas these are tests but it's a minor test what are the bigger tests the bigger tests are that which comes from the direction of nafs and shaitan this is the biggest trial because these trials in terms of sickness in terms of financial difficulties in terms of the problems that come about 
What is the most that can happen? The most that can happen is that it can lead to death. That's the most. Person got so sick that that sickness became the means of his death. Person became so poverty stricken that it led to starvation and that starvation led to death. That is the end of it all in terms of the test of this dunya in this form. The financial problem can't extend beyond death. The sickness can't extend beyond death. The difficulties that he might experience from people, somebody is troubling him in some way or the other, after the person has passed away, nobody can trouble him anymore. No person, no matter what the person's might might be, what his power might be, how much of resources he might have, he might have armies at his disposal, but what can he do now? The person is gone. So the most he can do is something till the person lives. But thereafter nothing. So these tests, that is the end of it. That the person is gone from this dunya, then that is the end of the test. But the effect of the tests of nafs and shaitan, and nafs and shaitan will come in various ways to test the person. The effects of these tests, if a person doesn't pass it, if he passes it, then the effects also will last beyond death into Jannat, the effects of passing these tests. And the person does not pass it, then the effects also carry on after death. The effects last, or the effects show themselves and display themselves in the Qabr, on the day of Qiyamah. Allah forbid, it even continues then and takes a person to Jahannam. So the bigger tests are from nafs and shaitan. And this is what we have to be guarding about all the time, guarding ourselves about all the time, nafs and shaitan. Even in the conditions of ease, in the conditions of adversity, all conditions, these tests carry on. A person has great amount of wealth, these tests will be with him. person has got no wealth, these tests are with him. person is very healthy, these tests are with him. He is absolutely sick, these tests don't go away. The person can be in any condition, this aspect of nafs and shaitan, therefore Allah Ta'ala warned us in advance, that in shaitan lakum aduun fattakhiduhu aduwa. Shaitan is your enemy, treat him as such. What an enemy. How he takes a person step for step towards the worst kind of crime. And it happens in such a subtle manner, so gradually, that the person doesn't know where he started off and where he finished off. The ayat of the Quran Sharif, which Imam Sahib recited in the Isha Salah, كَمَثَلِ الشَّيْطَانِ إِذْ قَالَ لِلْإِنسَانِ كفر فَلَمَّا كَفَرَ قَالَ إِنِّي بَرِيءٌ مِّنْكِ إِنِّي أَخَافُ اللَّهَ رَبَّ الْعَالَمِينَ This is an incident behind this ayat where or in the tafsir of this the Mufassirin explain one incident that Nabi Sallallahu described about a person in the Bani Israel. He was a very, very pious person, very great worshipper, extremely pious. But this nafs and shaitan don't leave anybody. It will come to everybody in a different guise. So this person was extremely pious, spent the whole day and night in his place making ibadat, was not inclined to the world in any way, didn't have anything to do with the world, just would suffice on the bare minimum and carry on with life. Now shaitan plotted something. 
and this is a thing to always be very very concerned about that are we being drawn into something step for step we don't know where we're heading to sometimes it is in a very very innocent guise so now shaitan plotted something shaitan how he plotted something first he went and put some effect on somebody's daughter now she became ill so then shaitan whispered in their ears that the only way now they're trying this ilaj and that ilaj but nothing's happening no treatment is working shaitan now whispered in their ears or he came in some form and he said to them the only way this girl will get cured is that there's this very very pious person living in such a place and his whole day and night is in ibadat if she lives somewhere close by then the benefit of the rahmat that is coming down on him will shower on her also and she'll get cured. Now a person in desperation does anything. person in desperation doesn't think that is a tragedy. person in desperation also should think, should make mashwara. مَا خَابَ مَنِسْتَخَارَ وَمَا نَدِمَ مَنِسْتَشَارَ Nabi Islam says the person who makes istikhara, he won't go wrong. And the person who makes mashwara, he won't regret. Generally, we make mashwara only when after a problem has occurred. After the problem has occurred, now we want to make mashwara about how to come out of the problem. But to make mashwara about how not to fall into a problem. That part of it we generally neglect. We wait for something to happen. Now the person is desperate. Then too, alhamdulillah, at that point in time too, we realize that this is something first to make mashwara about. Otherwise, in such circumstances also sometimes a person still carries on in some way or the other and just complicates things more. So in any case now, in desperation, they came, came to the spice person, they said, look, we want to leave this girl here. He said, never, impossible, how can you do this? He said, no, no, you have to accept. So he said, okay, that room that is adjoining, leave her there, I got nothing to do with her. So in any case, they left her there. So now he somehow made the arrangements with somebody, they read the just go and give her her food and she must just remain there, see to her and carry on. And he carried on his ibadat. But now shaitan started whispering in him. And nafs and shaitan, they start conspiring. In the ash'ar that we recite during the dhikr, nafs and shaitan, dono ne milkar. That this nafs and shaitan have conspired against me. I mean, both these enemies conspire. One is shaitan and the other is nafs. Nabi Sallallahu said, Your worst enemy is within you, your nafs. Worse than shaitan also. Because shaitan became shaitan due to this nafs. There was no shaitan first, there was only nafs. That nafs incited him towards rebelling. And he rebels in such a terrible situation, in such a terrible manner, that he became shaitan. So in any case, this nafs and shaitan started conspiring. Now she is there in the adjoining room. And now this nafs is also talking to him. Shaitan is also whispering that after all, you have some responsibility. You should must go and check up, everything is fine. You can't just carry on like you know nothing about it. Now this is whisper of shaitan. But in what a wonderful guise. 
in the guise of piety that you should be concerned. Concern is something to be compassionate on the makhluk of Allah Ta'ala. This is something which is a teaching of deen. Now shaitan and nafs are conspiring. But in what guise? The guise of piety. So many a times this will happen. That now a person is driving and now it's probably towards the late part of the evening and it is maybe a little dangerous road also and he's driving, he's alone, his family is not with him and now there's some female hitching a lift. So now he starts thinking she might have been stranded from somewhere and what not, all the thoughts. So it's my responsibility to give her a lift. But who is whispering all this? Where suddenly all these thoughts came from? That man who was standing one kilometer before, he could have been stranded also. He was also in a, looking like in a more pitiable condition. But that time he just drove past without thinking anything. That this person could be stranded. Maybe somebody dumped him here. I, it's my responsibility. I need to see to it. When he passed one kilometer before by that man, that no thought came at all. Then he only the thought came is that it's dangerous to stop on the road. Now suddenly all those thoughts are gone. All the thoughts of compassion and mercy and kindness and all the things are coming in his mind and responsibility. Nothing came one kilometer away before this. So a person needs to be checking within himself. This kindness is really kindness for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Is this compassion really motivated by deen? Or is it the whispers of shaitan and nafs? So in any case now, this came in his heart. Now he started just inquiring, finding out, going there, everything is okay. But now after a while he started stealing a glance also. Now shaitan and nafs are conspiring. And then one thing led to another. Eventually he committed zinawada. Now after this, the next thing is she was expecting a child. So now this concern came that this will be discovered sooner or later. So Shaitan now came back. You're going to get caught. So you have to literally bury the evidence. So now Shaitan was saying, yes, you rather kill her now. So eventually he killed her and buried her. After some time, her people came. So when they came, he said, well, what can I do? I did whatever was in my capacity to take care of all her needs, etc. But she became very ill and she passed away, buried her. Now, who is going to challenge that? Well, they said, person of Scalibur, this type of person worshipping the whole day. So, you got to accept his word. So in any case, they accepted it and went away. After some time, Shaitan now went and whispered in their ears that you rather go and dig it up. You'll even find the body of the child, the whole story. This is the reality. So they came again and they dug up the place and they found the evidence. Eventually, this person had to confess. Now he confessed that yes, he committed the murder. So now the time came for him to be put to the, to be hanged, to be killed. So at that time, Shaitan came to him that I can still help you. 
can you imagine to what extent shaitan goes to try and destroy a person I can still help you I can do something for you but there is one condition only you will have to say that you Billah, don't believe in Allah Ta'ala and you believe in me you say this much and I'll help you I will get you released from here now this person in that situation is not thinking where is he heading toward what is he saying he committed the kufr as soon as he committed kufr falamma kafara kamathali shaitani id qala lil insani kfur shaitan when he said to this person this insan commit kufr falamma kafara as soon as he committed the kufr qala inni bari'um mink i got nothing to do with you now inni akhafullah rabbal alamin i am worried about my own situation with allah at the end result this person got killed he got hanged Dunya went and Deen went. Allah Ta'ala says, فَكَانَ عَاقِبَتَهُمَا أَنَّهُمَا فِي النَّارِ خَالِدَيْنِ فِيهَا Both the end result is Jahannam forever. Where it started off from and how nafs and shaitan conspire and where they take a person and finish off. Sometimes we are for a period of time in a good environment, it might be atikaf, it might be maybe a person has gone in jamaat, a person has been in the company of pious people, person has gone for Hajj, for Umrah, person has been in some other good condition for a while. So this nafs gets a little subdued, but it doesn't die. Allah Marumi gives that very famous example of his, that a person, it was in the peak of winter, and he went out hunting, this hunter, and he found one snake. That snake was frozen stuff. So he brought that snake and came away. Now it was frozen stuff. So he came, brought it, thought nothing about it, and he just let it lie in the in his room. Now it was peak of winter, so he had a fire burning in the room. So after a short while he fell asleep. But that fire, as the heat started reaching the snake, in a short while its body started thawing out. And then slowly the movement came back. And as soon as it started getting enough movement in it, the person that was closest was this hunter that was sleeping there. And the first thing it did was it bit him. So the nafs is just like the snake. That sometimes in a good environment and in a good, having passed some days in a good manner, this nafs gets subdued. Now the person becomes unmindful, becomes neglectful, starts neglecting his mamulat. Oh, he starts taking it for granted that I'm immune now. In the workplace, wherever, he's now becoming, he's dropping his guard of how he's interacting with people, with customers, maybe staff. And he's taking it very casually. Now this nafs again, the heat starts getting it. And as soon as the heat starts getting it, then that harkat and that movement comes again. And before a person knows it, the next thing he's bitten by the snake of this nafs. Therefore, one poet says, Is nafse ammara se ghafil kabi madhona e zahid? Is nafse ammara se ghafil kabi na hona e zahid? Ye farishta bi ho jaye to usse badguma rehna. This nafse ammara, inna nafsala ammara tum bisu. This is in the nature of this nafs, that it constantly incites a person towards evil. He says that if this nafse ammara becomes 
don't ever become unmindful of this nafsa ammara. If it becomes an angel also, you still regard it with suspicion. Don't ever become casual about it. Don't ever regard yourself as immune. You don't know when this will start moving again and it might just bite the person and put its venom through and everything gets destroyed. So this nafs is a very, very dangerous thing. But a person who makes effort on this nafs, this, this is a test of life now. He makes that mujahada against the nafs. Al-mujahidu man jahada nafsahu fi ta'atillah. Nabi Islam says the true mujahid is the one who makes mujahada against his nafs. He suppresses this nafs. Then in time this nafs, it goes past this phase of nafsi ammara bisu. Where it constantly, its only job is to keep inciting a person towards evil. It proceeds past that. And now it comes to the point of where it transforms into nafsul lawama. And this becomes such a great step forward. It's still not the end of the road, but it's such a major step forward that Allah Ta'ala takes a qasam on this nafsul lawama in the Quran Sharif. La uqsimu bi yawmil qiyama wa la uqsimu bin nafsul lawama. Allah Ta'ala doesn't need to take a qasam on anything. Allah Ta'ala is asdaqul qailin. Who can be more truthful than Allah Ta'ala? Oman asdaqu min Allah qila. Allah Ta'ala takes a qasam on something to show us its importance. And this qasam is being taken on nafs al-lawwama, that nafs which rebukes. And if we can create this rebuke from within, like many a parent, they are just, at the, just behind the child. Everything the child, any wrong move, and he'll get it. If we can start treating this nafs like that, and create this rebuke, then this is such a big thing. It's not the end of the road, but such a major step forward. Allah Ta'ala is taking a qasam on this nafs al-lawwama. Now what is this rebuke all about? That this nafs becomes the nafs which rebukes. One buzrug, he gave somebody advice. He says that as whenever you see somebody, that this person is doing something or, or you see somebody and this thought comes within you that you are better than this person. Now that's a thought that has come in the nafs. The nafs is now bringing you to think of something in this manner. Now if there's this nafs al-lawama that has been created inside, now that rebuke will start. Immediately the person will now think that this person, for example, if he is elder than me, and if he's elder than me, he has had a greater opportunity and longer life to do more good deeds than me. So how can I be better than him? Now the nafs wants to think that you are better. But now the person has created this rebuke from within. How can I ever think of myself as being better than him? He is 10 years older than me. 10 years more ibadat he's made. And what, what actions he might have done in those 10 years, even those special moments, Allah knows best, which du'as of his might have been accepted. How many Laylatul Qadars he passed in his life more than me? And whatever Laylatul Qadars I have passed already, Allah knows best how I passed that. And if he's younger, he's 10 years younger than me. I had 10 more years, Allah knows best how many more sins I committed than him. This rebuke from within. If he's older, then he's better. And if he's younger, he's still better. 
Now the person has created this rebuke from within. This nafs is rebuking. Now this has cut off that ujb from the root. And it will keep cutting it. That vanity and the thinking of oneself as better and good. Provided this rebuke has been created. The person is being proud of himself. Looking down upon the next person. Now he's, this rebuke has been created from within. He'll start reflecting on his sins. How can I ever think of myself better than somebody? I forgot all these things I did in my life. If I'm taken to task for this, what will be my end result? The person, some ill thought has come into his heart about somebody else. Now if there isn't any rebuke, this nafs is not yet lafse lawama. It is still nafse ammaratum bisu. Then he will start, if that one thought came, some negative thought came about somebody, he'll start finding evidence from the air for it also. He'll start supporting it with proofs that he'll pull out of the air. That this person said this because he wanted to run me down. Now that thought came in his mind. Somebody made a statement. So shaitan whispered the thought, this person said this because he wanted to put you down. That's all. No other reason. So now he'll start making some, bringing some support for it. The last time this person also just drove past me, didn't give me a lift, I think for the same reason, he doesn't like me. Meanwhile, that person didn't even know who was walking. And the other time when his son got married, he didn't even invite me. Whereas at that time, he didn't invite anybody. But now, out of nowhere, this person will find a whole lot of non-existing evidence to support this wrong thought. And from Badgumani, now he'll start making ribat, and then he'll start making bohtan, and one thing after the other. But if this rebuke is created... As soon as this ill thought comes in the mind, he will immediately rebuke himself that, okay, you finish think about this, that this is the reason. You finish past judgment on this person's reason for doing something or saying something. Now, just imagine yourself on the day of Qiyamah and you are being asked that bring the proof for this judgment you passed. Bring the proof for having thought in this manner that this is the reason for this person saying this or doing that. You looked into his heart, you saw what was in his heart, you saw the proof, you saw the reality that yes, this is the reason. So now bring the proof. So now imagine that, the nafs will rebuke the person. And if you cannot bring any evidence for it now, how are you going to bring evidence for it on the day of Qiyamah? What right you got to think about and pass judgment about somebody's action and somebody's statement that this is the reason for it? And what benefit will there be in you passing judgment on somebody? If you think good about it, make some good excuse for him. He's not going to cost you anything. You're not going to lose anything. You'll be safer. Now, if this nafsel lawama has been created, then he'll rebuke the person. There's some filthy thought now coming into his heart and mind. If this nafsel lawama has been created, and this is shaitan and nafs's job, they'll carry on. Sometimes there'll be a thought of some pride that will come, some thought of ujub will come, sometimes some thought of some badgumani will come. Sometimes some shaitani thoughts will pass through the mind. But if this nafsi lawama has been created, then immediately there will be an alarm bell ringing. That you are thinking of this kind of thing? You've got no shame? Person will talk to himself. You've got no shame? Allah Ta'ala blessed you with this heart. Is this heart for this kind of thing? Is this heart supposed to become the toilet of the world? That all the filth of the world must be flushed through your heart. This is the house of Allah Ta'ala. This is supposed to be the seat for the love of Allah Ta'ala. 
and you want to filthy it and soil it with this, this will be the rebuke from Mudan. And when this rebuke comes, then this is the antidote for all these things. Nafs and shaitan won't go to sleep. Tomorrow he'll come back. Tomorrow all these things will happen again. But when the person has created this rebuke from Mudan, then this will keep cleaning that heart, keeping it clean, will be maintaining it. And the more this person keeps rebuking, this becomes that mujahada of that nafs. Al-mujahidu man jahada nafsahu fi ta'atillah. This is that mujahada. That he is suppressing that nafs to bring it closer to Allah Ta'ala. And with that constant suppressing of that nafs, the day comes when this nafs graduates to Ya ayyatuhan nafsul mutma'inna Irji'i ila rabbiki radiyatan mardiyya Fadkhuli fi ibadi wadkhuli jannati That this nafs then becomes nafs mutma'inna that it is totally at peace with Allah Ta'ala's commands, Allah Ta'ala's decisions, Allah Ta'ala's decrees. Whatever Allah Ta'ala's command is, that becomes tabiyat. That becomes a person's first nature. Like a person when he feels hungry, nobody has to give him any kind of bayan and any kind of dawad, any kind of targheeb that now come and eat. He looks for the food. When this nafsa mutma'inna becomes a person's condition, then just as he moves towards food naturally, nobody has to ask him to come to food. When it is time for salah, if it is fajr time, it is impossible for him to remain in bed. Like the hungry person goes towards food, this person will go towards salah. When it is the time for zuhr, it will be impossible for him to remain behind the counter. Like the hungry person goes to food, the thirsty person is drawn to water. He's looking around for it. He's thirsty. He can't be... He's restless without it. This person will be restless without now moving towards Salah. And just as a person... When he sees fire, he runs. He's nowhere near it. He doesn't want to put his hand anywhere close to it. The person with regards to sin, he will see the fire of the sin. When his nafs is nafs mutma'inna, then this tabiyat will be such that it will run from that sin. It won't be anywhere near so the issue is to create this rebuke from within and to develop this rebuke, to make this habit of this rebuke. That you want to look here, you don't, you're not aware and you have forgotten that Allah Ta'ala is looking at you. You want to do this? Are you thinking Allah Ta'ala has got no power over you? And the azab of Allah Ta'ala not come right now? To create this rebuke, to talk to himself from within, to reprimand this nafs like a spoiled child. And to keep chastising it, punishing it. One great Buzrug, it is mentioned regarding him, that if he ever missed his Ishad Salah with Jama'ah, not missed the Namaz, time is still there, but the Jama'at got missed. So in order to compensate for that and to put the nafs in its place, because the nafs now became a barrier, He'll now spend the entire night in ibadat, won't sleep. Now a person sometimes says, I just can't make it for fajr. My eyes don't open. And you can't make it for fajr, then don't make it for breakfast that day also. Couldn't make it for fajr, then just don't make it for breakfast also. Just stay hungry till lunch. And the next day you couldn't make it for fajr again, then don't make it for breakfast and lunch too. And you can't make it the third day, then try it one day and just don't make it for breakfast, lunch and supper. And the next day you'll be awake for Fajr from Tahajjud time. Because now the nafs will say it's enough. 
where did this come from? This came from that mujahada. It will come from that mujahada against the nafs. Al-mujahidu man jahada nafsahu fi ta'atillah. But the person now wants to be very relaxed, doesn't want to take any pain on himself, doesn't want to make any mujahada against the nafs, and still wants that that nafs must graduate from nafse ammaratum bisu, it was become nafse lawama, and it was become nafse mutmainna. Then that is not how it works in this dunya. The system of Allah Ta'ala is that this is a test, and this nafs and shaitan will continue putting <laughs> obstacles in the person's path. And he will have to make this mujahada. But when he makes his mujahada, وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُولَنَا Those who will make this mujahada and strive in getting to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, that Allah Ta'ala will open the ways of hidayat for them. So this is the aspect and the concern that we should be developing of how to rectify this nafs, to bring it through the stages, bring it forward, and to create this rebuke, to develop this rebuke, to make it a part of our day. And this rebuke is something that must continue all day long. And this is the way to make this nafs nafse mutmainna. When this rebuke carries on, sometimes it's about some thought of, because shaitan and nafs are not going to leave a person alone. They're going to keep whispering something. And each time this whisper came, he rebuked himself. He turned that same negative in a positive for himself. Because each time he rebuked himself, this propelled him forward. This moved him closer to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala loves this rebuke that a person makes of himself. Because this is that mujahada against that nafs. So this is what we have to condition ourselves for. That we create this nafse lawama. From nafse ammara, we make it nafse lawama. And then continue with this effort till it becomes nafse mutmainna. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq. Fa'akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. Bimahu ahlu La ilaha illallah 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 
ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی مٹا دے اپنی ہستی کو چھوڑ دے ساری بستی کو بستی بستی کہتا جا اللہ 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 محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہم لکا الحمد کلہ و لکا شکر کلہ اللہم لا نحصی ثنان علیک انت کما اثنیت علی نفسک جز اللہ عنہ نبینا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بما ہوا اہلو 
ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإلا تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد إله العالمين يا الله وموس مرسف الله موس كائن الله موس كمباشنة الله موس gracious الله موس loving الله إله العالمين يا الله you created us يا الله you wanted to be merciful to us that's why you created us يا الله إله العالمين definitely you do not create us to punish us يا الله إله العالمين يا الله but we are so ungrateful يا الله that all your نعمات we have eaten يا الله all your نعمات we have benefited from يا الله all your نعمات we have used يا الله but يا الله we used all your نعمات and then يا الله returned it with disobedience يا الله إله العالمين you forgive our crime يا الله forgive our ingratitude يا الله يا الله forgive our ingratitude يا الله forgive this major sin of ours يا الله إله العالمين يا الله forgive all our major and minor sins يا الله إله العالمين forgive all the crimes we have committed يا الله إله العالمين forgive all the disobedience يا الله يا الله forgive all the ingratitude يا الله إله العالمين يا الله forgive us يا الله يا الله forgive our families يا الله يا الله forgive our relatives يا الله forgive our friends يا الله forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam إله العالمين forgive the ummah يا الله يا الله شو يا رحمة الأمّة يا الله إله العالمين شو يا مغفرة الأمّة يا الله إله العالمين يا الله throughout the world where the Muslims are suffering يا الله remove their hardships and suffering يا الله إله العالمين remove the difficulties يا الله remove the oppression from the ummah يا الله remove the starvation from the ummah يا الله يا الله definitely this is a result of our deeds يا الله يا الله grant us the taufik of those amal that bring down your رحمت يا الله يا الله save us from those amal that bring down your رات نزاب يا الله إله العالمين save us from all the fitna and fasad يا الله إله العالمين you protect يا الله يا الله do not leave us to ourselves with a blink of an eye يا الله إله العالمين we are too weak يا الله يا الله we need your protection and guidance every second يا الله every millisecond يا الله every moment يا الله إله العالمين you guide us and protect us يا الله يا الله you make this rebuke come within us in our hearts يا الله إله العالمين make our nafs become nafs lawama يا الله and يا الله make it become nafs mutmainna يا الله إله العالمين let our nafs be completely nafs mutmainna يا الله يا الله at the time of our death let us leave this world with nafs mutmainna يا الله so that we will hear this announcement يا أيها النفس المطمئنة ارجعي إلى ربك راضية مرضية فدخلي في عبادي ودخلي جنتي إله العالمين enable us to be the recipients of this يا الله إله العالمين make our families the recipients of this يا الله make our friends and relatives the recipients of this يا الله إله العالمين grant the entire ummah khatma بالخير يا الله يا الله take us with death give us a death with iman يا الله give us a death on kamil iman يا الله إله العالمين save us from death in a condition of sin يا الله إله العالمين save us from death in a condition of sin يا الله إله العالمين يا الله you protect our iman at that critical juncture يا الله يا الله save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan ya allah ya allah these are our open enemies ya allah but we are so foolish we walk right into the open the traps of our open enemies ya allah ilahul alamin you grant us the insight ya allah you grant us understanding ya allah ilahul alamin you grant us the courage ya allah ilahul alamin you protect us and guide us ya allah ilahul alamin remove all the difficulties from the ummah ya allah remove all the 
fitna and fasad, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, all the forces of battle, remove them, ya Allah. Crush the forces of battle, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, make haq become dominant over everything, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ilahul alamin, all those who are in any financial difficulties, remove their difficulties, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, grant barakat in each person's rosy, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, grant halal and tayyib risk to each person, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, save them from every dot and every drop and every iota of haram, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, you protect us and guide us, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, you make our complete islah and tazkiyah, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, remove all the evils of our hearts, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, fill our hearts with all the beautiful and noble qualities, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, all the good that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa asked for, ya Allah, we are also begging for all that good, ya Allah. Whatever Nabi Islam sought refuge from, ilahul alamin, you grant us protection as well, ya Allah. Allahumma inna nasaluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. أعوذ بك من شر مستعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وأصحابه اجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين